Good morning, good day, good evening, good afternoon, whatever fucking time you're listening to this. Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 26 of the Moyes podcast. And this week, we are talking about a fundamental equation that in every single walk of life we have to adhere to or things go to shit. We're talking about the fundamental thing that if ignored and if not respected will always lead to turmoil, destruction, and just general non-adherence, lack of result, pissed-offness, whatever you want to call it, if not respected. And so, ladies and gents, this week, as you probably would know from the title of this podcast, we're going to talk about balance. Now, my clients will hear me talk about balance quite a bit. Those of you guys that follow me on social media will hear me talk about balance quite a bit. But why in God's bloody name is it so important to your fat loss equation, your progress, your growth as an individual? And as I said, every element in your life, no matter how big and grandiose or how small. Well, the equation of balance runs deep in the fabric of everything that we do even though we may not actually stop to realize it. When it comes to our training, you know, to touch on the fat loss side of things first or the fitness side of things first, when it comes to your exercise, it's important to exercise. It's important to challenge your body, be it through you know, cardiovascular training, when it comes to running, training for a marathon, whatever, be it lifting weights. What is the principle of training? Well, you create damage within a muscle, or within cells and your body then has to repair that the balance being you can't create too much damage without repair or not enough repair because you'll end up getting injured or sick and the opposite is also true if you don't create enough damage but you recover too much you rest too much you're too sedentary then you don't achieve what you want to achieve food is exactly the same principle. Picture a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you have unhealthy foods, or what we deem as unhealthy, the sluttier foods, if you will, the high calorie, low nutrient, you know, calorie dense foods. You know, you take away chocolate, that kind of stuff. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you've got what you deem the healthy stuff, the clean eating, if you will, the stuff which is nutrient dense, relatively light in calories in comparison. And whenever we are dieting whenever we think about losing weight we tend to focus on this end of the spectrum we tend to focus on improving our diet making things more healthy and doing what we're supposed to do eating the foods we're supposed to do even though a lot of the time we don't actually like them and what we're doing the majority of the time when we're not dieting is spending all of our time at the other end of the spectrum enjoying the foods which are dense in calories easily accessible highly processed and then like i said when we're dieting we spend at the other end but Neither end of this equation leads to the result because if you spend too much time at the sluttier end of the spectrum, of course, you gain weight, calorie surplus, you know, you don't find yourself as a particularly healthy individual. But then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got the super, you know, super uh, healthy stuff, the nutrient dense stuff. But if you spend too much time here, again, you don't find yourself getting to the result because you're being too restricted. You're not allowing any fun in your diet, if you will. And so again, the success comes from the balance between these two ends of the spectrum. It comes from the gray area in the middle. Everybody's at a different point along this, of course, but the ethos, the premise is still the same. 
we must find balance between these two food groups not that they're actually food groups but these two thinkings of food if you will you've got to have both one good for your mental health the other good for your physical health and a combination of these two is what creates your overall health if you will and so that leads me quite nicely on to psychology we can spend a lot of time in work a lot of time in life stressed you know progressing things working hard grafting as they call it in day and age but at the same time if we do too much of that we'll burn ourselves out will cause mental health issues, stress issues, anxiety issues. But at the same time, if we don't work hard enough, if we find ourselves quite sedentary, the same is also true. We will find ourselves in mental health issues, etc. Rolling on further, money is yet another example of the equation of balance. You spend too much money, you find yourself in debt. You spend not enough money, you're not really living your life because you're being too restricted. Again, balance. And effort is the same thing, not enough effort, again, you know, too much effort. And I think to give you a real world example that I suppose the majority of us are familiar with, look at relationships. There, You will never find a better example for a balance. And I suppose in a relationship, it doesn't really tend to be called balance, it tends to be called compromise. And there's never a better example than a relationship because you have you yourself as a life you have your partner as another life both with your own beliefs both with your own upbringings your own experiences you know milliseconds you know billions of milliseconds of your life added together to create the outlook on life that you have and of course you and your partner could be as similar as you like but you're never going to be the same and so you're going to butt heads on things from time to time Occasionally, you're going to piss each other off. You're going to step on each other's toes. You're going to have differences of opinion. Now, a lack of balance in that equation leads to turmoil, leads to a destruction, you know, a fractious relationship, and thus it implodes because one person is not willing to compromise, moving away from their end of the spectrum, and then, you know, the other person isn't willing to compromise, moving away from their end of the spectrum, and so you end up with this fire and ice situation. And I suppose tying this all into together, if you will, kind of links quite nicely into happiness, joy, contentment, if you will. And this week, a quote hit me and I suppose resonated quite well with me in terms of life in general. And it's that no one else is responsible for your happiness but you. You alone are responsible for making sure that you enjoy your life. It is not down to other people to lay out the framework, to hand you your happiness, to go, here you go, you can now have some happiness because I'm doing this for you. Same thing goes for the objects in your life, material objects, etc. It's all very well and good thinking that spending that money is going to make you happy, but it doesn't. And again, it's a game of balance. I spent years of my life with what I believe was a reasonable relationship you know we kind of we we got on it was great but at the same time it was one of those situations where because of a lack of balance in my own mind because of my mindset always being and looking at what I didn't have as opposed to what I did have and finding the happy medium between those two things again a lack of that equation of balance causes turmoil causes destruction and the main thing going forwards 
I coach a lot of people which are very selfless people, nurses, people that are carers. And these people are very, very good at looking after others, very good at giving advice to others, very good at supporting other people and helping them through their lives. But what you often find with this particular type of person is they detriment themselves, that they spend all of their time focused on everybody else, not just what other people are thinking, but in how they can serve other people. And there's an old saying that you can't serve from an empty vessel. And it's very true. To be able to give people the best of your ability, there has to be that balance in the form of looking after yourself, filling up your vessel, so that you can then look after other people. Hell, nobody's learned this better than I have, as over the past couple of months, I've gone through my own cycle of balance and finding an equilibrium with regard to my coaching. Because when you're giving a piece of yourself to every single person that has asked you for help, it's demanding. And if you don't take the time out needed to be able to refill your vessel, the balance of switching off from other voices and the balance of allowing yourself to know that it's okay to do so, you'll implode. It's so easy to just be completely overwhelmed with everything you have to do for other people and completely lose sight of what you need for yourself. And sometimes what you need for yourself is just peace. So the equation of balance is so often overlooked because people are far too consumed with what they want to achieve and not the fact that the achievement is an absolute tightrope. I cannot think of a better analogy for this than dieting, where you go, right, I want to achieve this result. I want to reduce my body fat. You know, I want to get down to this physique. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow a lot of processes that enable me to do that. I'm going to remove these things from your diet, my diet. I'm going to modify my diet in this way. I'm going to introduce a load of new activities to my day. And that in itself is going to elicit a result. And yes, it will. You know, if you suddenly remove a load of food from your diet and replace it with lower calorie shakes, if you suddenly introduce a load of movement and burn a shed load more calories, then yes, of course, you are going to elicit a change, a quite a dramatic one. Your body is going to respond to that because it is so far away from what you were doing previously. But I ask you this, where's the balance in that equation? Because you've taken your life as it was, which wasn't serving you, where you were gaining weight, you know, becoming more and more unhealthy, both mentally and physically as the days go on. And you've jumped to the other end of the spectrum. You've overhauled everything. You've taken on board extreme measures to achieve a result. And the net result of that, if you are actually able to stick to it, is a result. But briefly. Because you didn't factor in that elusive balance, the fabric of everything that we do, or the necessary fabric of everything we do, what happens? Well, you gradually come off the shakes, sometimes rapidly, to be fair, and you gradually reduce your exercise again, sometimes rapidly, because you've achieved your result. Why in God's name would you need these things to continue? And what happens? Well, you slowly begin to gain the weight again, because you're gradually working your way back to that opposite end of the spectrum. And this is what so many people get wrong when it comes to transformation, physical transformation, fat loss, weight loss, whatever the fuck you want to dress it up as. So many people think that the answer lies at the extremes. And I can't blame people, in all fairness, for thinking this because it's what we've been told. 
you've only got to jump onto Instagram, social media or anything, and we're being fed extremes. We're being shown personalities where they live for fitness. It's all they seem to do. They are controlled in every manner of their lives. They are shown or showing nothing but the very best, nothing but a highlight reel of I live and breathe fitness. But the equations that we haven't quite factored in, the thought process that doesn't dare cross our mind as we look through their highlight reel and their feeds and their stories is that these people, this is their job. If they don't post, they don't get engagement. If they don't get engagement, they don't get paid. If you go onto their social media and they are not showing you the diet that they are doing, then they're not working. So it's their job to paint this picture of perfection. It's their job to paint this picture of you must live in the extremes. And when we spend so much of our life focused on social media, living in fact, on social media, consumed by it. How can you ever think otherwise? You know, for so long, for hours of your day, you are being told to achieve the body you want, you must do what I do. You must work to the extremes. But the fact remains that in a normal day of life, with yourself, with whatever job you do, with whatever commitments you've got throughout your day, It's not your job to post your diet on Instagram. It's not your job to post your workout on Instagram or to show off your body on Instagram. And so this is where the parity or the disparity begins. This disharmony between what we think we should be doing and what we can actually do in life. And again, we find balance. When it comes to transformation, it comes from a simple balance of movement and a balance of calories. We know the equation. But when we're looking at changing our life, we need to actually look at our balance with movement because being sedentary, being a lazy fuck is important. You know, it's important that we put our feet up. It's important that we have opportunities to do what we want to do. And sometimes that means nothing. Putting your feet up, chilling out. But at the same time, it's the balance of that equation which has led us down a bad road. So it's not to say that we need to suddenly move a shitload because, again, you're just replacing one problem with a different problem. What we need to do is find balance with our lives to go, right, I've been pretty sedentary today, so I should probably move around a little bit more tomorrow. Or, you know, perhaps not in as black and white or black and white circumstance as that, but you get the gist. Same thing goes for our diet. We don't need to work at the extremes. We don't need to suddenly remove all the things that we love. But at the same time, we don't need to suddenly include all the things that we should have. Your diet is a very unique thing. Your movement is a very unique thing. And thus, we need to find balance with these two things. We need to make sure that your life reflects what you enjoy, but in a balanced way. I touched on money earlier, and it's... Exactly the same case with your bank account. If you don't balance your your books, if you don't balance your bank account, you end up in debt. And then bad situations can follow that if you allow it to get to the extremes. So it's important about balancing the equation of expenditure and income. And I touched on social media a second ago, and I think it's a very prevalent thing to touch on because chances are you came across this podcast because of social media. Chances are you know of me because of social media, or maybe you work with me because of social media. Now, 
It's very easy in 2020 to tar social media with a bad brush. It's very, very easy to go, nope, Facebook, bad, Instagram, bad. I mean, if hell, if you listen to what I just said with regards, you know, the people you follow, it's very easy to draw the conclusion of, no, 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 not good. But to play devil's advocate, again, it's an equation of balance with social media because it's an incredible tool as long as it is used as a tool, not a crux. Social media is brilliant at connecting you with people that you haven't spoken to in years. Brilliant at helping you come together as a community, finding like-minded individuals. Hell, I'm able to educate and inspire and transform people's lives thanks to social media. We're able to access a wealth of information. We're able to connect in a way that we never have been able to before. Can you imagine lockdown, coronavirus, without social media? How lonely it would be. So social media in itself isn't a bad thing. The issue comes in the extremes. The issue comes in the accessibility to social media, how much we use it, how addicted to it we are. It's not inherently bad in its whole guise, but it comes a point with our phones, with social media, with our relationships, with training, with food, with psychology, with money, with everything, that we must self-regulate. A lot of the time we must find our own balance. One thing, particularly touching on the social media side of things that I've done in the past week is I've turned off all of my notifications. I used to have my WhatsApp notifications running, which is how my clients communicate with me. And they would communicate with me throughout the day, every day, throughout the night, every night. I would wake up every morning and the first thing I would see is other people's issues. I would go to bed and I would be answering other people's issues. I would be out with my children and I would be responding to other people's issues. I would be doing something for myself, taking some me time. And my phone would alert me and I would be instantly pulled into somebody else's issue. Now, as a coach, I enjoy solving other people's issues. I enjoy helping people find their way through them. It's what I live for. It's why you're listening to a fucking podcast. <laughs> but it was a complete lack of balance because my clients, my phone, in actual fact, was dictating the balance of my life. The only reason I would get downtime, the only reason I would be allowed to focus on the things that I wanted to focus on was just by chance with my phone not going off with an Instagram message or a Facebook message or Facebook post or a notification or a WhatsApp message. Now, for a long time, it's very, very easy to consider yourself, you know, oh, I would be a bad coach if I turned off my notifications. That's the equivalent of ignoring my clients. But through application of it, through being brave, I'm not going to lie, and doing this, what it's made me realize is that you can strike a balance. You can help people even better if you find a balance. By turning off the notifications on my phone, I am now in control of 
my day. I'm now in control of my thoughts. I'm now in control of my time. And a funny thing happened. By turning off the notifications on my phone, I now jump on my laptop and when I open up WhatsApp and I have messages waiting from my clients, never too long to clarify that, I'm in a position ready, willing, undistracted to respond to them. Instead of being out with the kids, instead of responding on the fly with a response that I've thought about for all of 10 seconds, thinking, yep, that'll work, and going with a gut feeling, I'm now in a forum to sit down and go, right, what's this person's problem? Okay, what's the best way to solve that? And to really strategize about it, to really think about it, undistracted, to not give my clients 50% of my brain because the other 50% is concentrating on paying for an ice cream for the kids, but to give my clients 100% of my brain because they have my undivided attention. And this is where quality comes in over quantity. It's very easy with all of the things we have in life to focus on the quantity of it. How much of it do I have? But that in itself is ignoring that fundamental fabric, ignoring balance, ignoring the need for balance. Now, if I want to go on Facebook and I want to kill some time scrolling through my newsfeed and entertaining myself, because that's basically what it is, I can choose to do that. But the process I'm going through at the moment is a process of detox. A process of removing myself and removing the connection or the hold that my phone has over me. Remembering that it's a tool. And I'm going through the process of encouraging my academy to do this too. To use these tools available to us when we need to use them. To use social media as a tool for good. To not jump on and add fuel to the propaganda. Add fuel to... I mean, Christ, this week it's 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 l- not looting. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bulk buying once again. Because God forbid there's a threat of another lockdown. So everyone's going to get in the toilet paper. <clears throat> which is how we kind of started this whole podcast back on episode one. So... If you look at your own individual life, which I'm hoping you've been doing while you've been listening to this podcast. Look at the balance you have, but look at the balance in every walk of your life. Look at the balance you have in every area, your relationship, the time you spend with your kids, your relationship with your kids, even your diet, your movement, your phone, the time you spend on yourself in relation to the time you spend on other people. Because maintaining that balance and spinning the plate of balance in all those areas is the key to happiness. It's got nothing to do with the things that you buy, the the things that you will eventually get to. Oh, I'll be happy when I've done this. I'll be happy when I get this. It's got nothing to do with that. And it's got everything to do with balance. With finding that sweet spot in the middle between doing what you need to do and not. Do you think people that have won the lottery are happy? They're not. Because it may seem like the best thing in the world to win the lottery and quit your job because you've got all the money you need. You no longer have to work. But then what are you going to do with your time? Just sit there? Lay in the sun till you're dead? 
this is why it's so important to strike up the balance with your days, with your nutrition, with your activity, relationships, etc. Because if you don't find balance between these things, then the scale will always tip against you. Living your life at the extremes will only ever lead you down the same road. So my homework for you as you walk away from this podcast is to remember and to review the balance you have in all walks of life. Because if I, I suppose, link this in with episode 25, in which I discussed about the story of the triplets, I love them the bits. They're my world. But when I have a day when the entire day is consumed with breaking up fights, with spending time around them, that day never feels good come the end of it. Because the time I spent with them was quantity, but it wasn't quality. And so by the time they go to bed, I'm actually glad for them to go to bed. I'm glad for the peace and quiet. And so even when it comes to the things we love most in this life, balance still rings true. It's still important. Whereas when we've had a day when the kids have been at school and we've had some time to ourselves, the house has been quiet, and then they come home, then it's a different story. Then we find ourselves in a situation where we embrace them. We are excited to see them. Absence makes the heart grow fonder is just another example of where balance rings true. So if there's one thing that I can encourage you to do that's going to be of benefit to your life, benefit to every day you have ahead of you, and benefit in every walk, not just when it comes to your physical health or transformation or fat loss, whatever, it's to stop looking at extremes, to stop focusing on how much you can do, you know, stop focusing on overhauling and start focusing on finding balance. Stop focusing on getting the 100% because, you know, let's take it a, a relationship as an example. If you focus on only ever getting everything you want, you still won't be content because the whole purpose of sharing your life with someone is balancing your life with someone. Balancing your wants and their needs. And that equation changes, obviously, changes by the hour sometimes. But it's vital to remember that you must look after your needs as well as other people's. And you must balance the books in everything you do. And that was episode 26. So lots more to cover. Lots more to discuss going forwards into the future with, as we approach 30 episodes, just three more to go, and we're at the big 3-0, we're catching up my age, I'll have a podcast for every year I've been on this planet, but hopefully you guys are taking a lot away from this, the feedback that you guys have been sending me seems to be very much the case, that you're enjoying listening to my voice for the half an hour at a time as you do, aside from episode 25 of course, but as always guys, the only way that this podcast continues to gain traction is with your support and you can show your support for this completely free information this completely free help by jumping on to apple podcasts giving the podcast a rating and then just leaving me a review that's how you can show your support and i please ask if you can guys can go and do that that's your way of saying thank you moisey i enjoyed that keep them coming because those reviews those ratings drive me to record more they inspire me to go, you know what, I'm going to keep 
plowing information into these podcasts, keep discussing elements of my life, and we're going to get deeper. <laughs> There's plenty more to discuss. So, folks, hopefully this one helped. And I'll see you on episode 27. Toodles.